0: Good afternoon, everybody. Happy Monday. Eric LaFoam here with Dr. Moyne with our weekly Influence show on the first Monday of the second quarter. Dr. Moyne, I'm excited today for us to be talking about mindset of a sales champion. How are you doing today?
1: Doing great. Started off the day with a 90 minute Zoom meeting. With a bunch of people, that's a great way to start the day, and it's been busy, busy, busy. I hope that our uh, all the folks watching us from around the United States and maybe a couple foreign countries are also having a, a great, great day.
0: Fantastic! I've got. Let me get my my uh, overlay here. There we go. Right there. Perfect. All right, we got the right got the right <laughs> show here. Well. <laughs> It is great to uh, be talking about sales mindset, and, and you have a really interesting perspective. Um, PhD in psychology, you know all of the um, ways that you've learned it from a, you know, that scientific, that professional viewpoint. It's, it's a very different viewpoint than than most people talking about mindset. Um, anything you want to share about? the research that you did back when you wrote the PhD or all the extensive work you've done with with sales professionals about what you've discovered about the power of mindset and how that actually translates into increased sales?
1: You know, one of the things that struck me early on, and it still just continues to hit me every year is that in many ways, Sales superstars are not that different from all the rest of us. You know, you meet them, some are tall, some are short. They can be different ages, different races, but they have certain mindsets that enable them to rise to the top of the field. And uh, sometimes they, go through terrible hardships and yet they bounce back because of those mindsets and that's our topic for today folks the mindsets of sales champions one of them i'd like to kick off uh starting about and i'll turn it over to you eric is the way that sales superstars look at time and they think that sales time is the most precious time of the day many average people are very easily distracted and you know we live in the age of distraction our our cell phones are constantly going off we just have so many things happening that in previous generations you know they didn't have to deal with a lot of this stuff this this influx of stimuli that's never stopping unending Well with sales superstars i'm seeing this with my current clients the ones that are really excelling they don't let anything get in the way of their sales time it's sacred it's holy you know for some people it's a certain time of the day they map out they say okay from 8 a.m till 10 a.m i'm uh doing cold calling or i'm doing my initial calling or whatever it is For other people it's it's all day every day i have a couple clients right now they are selling on the weekends they are just obsessional and you know in certain fields you can do that they happen to be in insurance and financial planning so if you want to be more successful folks i i really have to urge uh, you uh, that you acquire this mindset that your sales time is precious i have a sign outside my door you know that i'm i'm on a call i'm in a zoom meeting and anyone in my house knows you do not bother donald you do not bother dr Moyne when he has that sign on the door you know he may be laughing in there. You know, there may be laughter coming through, but I'm on a sales call and I'm laughing with one of my clients. You know, it's precious. Don't interrupt me because I can I can go from being in a very good mood to being in a very bad mood very quickly if someone interferes with my sales time. I want to share with you a story about one of my clients, one of my friends, Tom Gao, who is one of the most successful financial planners in history. Many of you know him. You've heard of him. You've read about him. Uh, Tom made on average $3 million to $8 million a year as a financial planner, and Tom had a saying that he told me when I first met him around 1990 or so. He said, Donald, I am not working unless I am in front of a client. And that's before the days of Zoom around 1990. So for him, that meant all-day meetings, back-to-back meetings on the days that he worked. And so he delegated everything else. And he would tell his uh, his financial planning clients and his insurance clients, I'm going to delegate everything. If you want to know what your account balance is, you want to know what your how your stocks are doing, how your mutual funds are doing, I'm going to have you talk to Sally in my office, or I'll have you talk to Gary, they are licensed financial advisors, they can look up all of that. The only thing I will never delegate is my financial planning advice. And that's why we have to meet regularly. And so he was just backed up with meetings all the time. He would he would literally meet, if someone was willing to meet with him at 7 a.m., he liked to start at 7 in the morning, he would meet with him at 7 in the morning. If someone wanted to meet at 9 o'clock at night, he would meet with him. So he would, and he would eat at his desk. Frequently, he would have like a little container of yogurt. He did not require much food during the day because he was just going, 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 going. So you have to really look at that sales time as being precious. Don't let, It'd be, you know, for a lot of us, if someone stole your wallet, you know, if they stole your wallet, they stole all your credit cards in your wallet, folks, that might not cost you as much money as people who steal your sales time. If you work in an office, if you work in a bullpen environment, which some of you might still be working in even post-COVID, you know, you're back to the office, RTO, return to office. That's what a lot of companies are saying now. You know, in some offices, there are people that are that are time vampires. They'll stop by your desk. How's it going, George? How's how's the day going? Hey, did you see the game last night? What what are your thoughts on it? Uh, You know, they'll they'll talk to you about politics, about anything. And you have to have the ability to in a friendly but very firm way. Tell them, hey, I'm busy. I've got to get some work done. We'll talk later. I'll see you at lunch. Guard your sales time. It's it's precious. Eric, I'm going to turn it over to you to share a mindset.
0: Awesome. Well, I want to share a a couple of ideas. And one of them is a quote from you. Mm -hmm. And I believe what you told me many years ago is that selling is 90% psychology. Mm -hmm. And it's been, you know, for any of you that are watching, if you're not familiar with this, Dr. Moyne, he's been my coach since 1994. That's how far (laughs) we go back and um, he always has helped me with such an emphasis on mindset. And I was always interested in the how-to techniques as well, but because of of his extensive background on mindset, that really helped me say, hey, this is important. I need to pay attention to this. And I wanna share, um, Dr. Moyne, a mindset. I put it up here on the screen. Mm-hmm. I installed it with a mortgage company today. Mm-hmm. And the owner, they have, um, seven branches. And he wants me to help his sales, uh, his branch managers prospect for loan officers, and then make them better prospecting trainers of the loan officers that report to them. So I opened up the training and I said, you know, we are the top prospecting branch managers in the industry. And what I put on the screen there, the um, one of the senior leaders of the company sent me an email. And he reaffirmed that idea that I shared with them. And so what I'm wanting all of you to get is that before the call, this loan officer company didn't have that idea. If you went to each of these people individually, the loan, op- the branch managers of this company and said, you know, who would you say are the top prospecting branch managers of in the industry? And they'd be like, I don't really know. <laughs> and so now it just, Today, one day, you know, a couple hours later, who are the top prospecting branch managers? They say, well, we are. Mm-hmm. So we all can do this. And I want to share with you guys another story about Steve Shaw and Steve regularly plugs into this call. He might be watching this right now. Steve's in financial services. And by the way, thank you all for being on the show right now. Mm-hmm. Type into the chat. Let us know where you're joining us from. Mm-hmm. So I'm coaching Steve and he's saying things like I'm inconsistent with my prospecting. and. I know i need to do it but i don't do it so that's his mindset and i said well steve i said i'm an elite prospector i am a master prospector i reach out to 25 or more people monday through friday and i was just encouraging him i'm like why don't you just be like me and i said if you want to do accountability because he's a coaching client start sending me your number at the end of each day and dr Moyne, like within a day or two -hmm. He started sending me his number at the end of every day. He started doing 25. And I talked to him today and I Mm -hmm. said, it was a group call, group Zoom, a bunch of people were on there. And I said, Where, where, Steve, tell everybody where you were one to 10 and you're prospecting six weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And he's like, four or five. And I said, Where are you now? He goes, eight to a 10. Mm -hmm. And I said, Did you do like read all these books about prospecting and take all these classes? Or did it literally just come down to a mindset like you just made a decision? And you just shifted and you just decided that you're going to be consistent with prospecting. And he said, yeah, that's what I did. You taught me just to shift my mindset, shift who I am. And, and now he's doing it. And I said, do you think you're ever going to revert back? He goes, no, I think this is who I am now. So I want all of you to think about what is your mindset about time management? What's your mindset about closing? Like I'm a middle of the pack salesperson. I'm not good at recruiting. If you're in network marketing or, um, you know, the, the the economy's down right now. I'm having a hard time selling. The interest rates, all of that impacts the actions that you take on a daily basis. My mindset right now is expand, put my foot on the gas and accelerate. And with that, Dr. Wayne, I'll turn it back over to you.
1: Great examples, Eric. And it is crucial in the mortgage field because more, the mortgage field has been hammered. There's been, I think, something like 100,000 layoffs, you have to have a healthy, positive mindset because there are a lot of negatives you can focus on. I've worked with a lot of people in the mortgage field and the ones who are uh, looking for opportunities. I mean, the, there's, there's a couple ways of looking at news that comes in about your industry. Real estate also is another one that's challenged right now. You can You can have a pity party. You can say, oh, that's terrible. You can play. There's a Uh, a game psychologists have named. They call it Ain't It Awful. That You can play the game of Ain't It Awful. Ain't it awful that this is happening. And, you know, in some offices, that's what's going on. Or you can say, wow, 100,000 people have lost their jobs in the mortgage field, in my field. That's terrible. I feel sorry for them. But it opens up so much more opportunity. There's so much less competition. And there are still a lot of people who need new mortgages, we're going to be their go to mortgage person. Eric is correct. You know The sales game is about 90% psychological. You see this in so many fields today. If you talk to great athletic coaches, they will tell you that in most sports, there's a huge mental component to victory, to winning. And two people can be matched equally. You know, a lot of these super athletes are, they're all in tip top shape, but it's the ones who have, who are more mentally and psychologically fit who prevail in many sports. The next mindset I'd like to share with you guys is that sales superstars invest in themselves and their businesses. They invest in themselves and their businesses. Write that down. I see a lot of returning people here. Uh, I want to welcome uh, Steve and Helen and Michael and Mary. I see some new people here. I see you know well, there's folks from all over the United States. I have to congratulate and commend each and every one of you who are here on the Influence Show today because you have this mindset to some extent i'm sure you can you can strengthen it but think about what you're doing right now you are investing in yourselves you are investing in your knowledge you are building your superpowers as a sales professional there are people in your field there are people in your sales specialization right now you know what they're doing they're watching television They're looking at TikTok videos, they are taking a nap, they're eating ice cream, <laughs> you know, there's a thousand and one things you can do. I had a sales manager once a long time ago. Uh, this is when I was working my way through college. And he said, Donald, do you know why they invented matinees, movie matinees? I said, no. He said, so that salespeople could have some place to go in the afternoon. And his, his his belief was that, you know, Ooh. salespeople will get rejected in the morning, they go to a matinee in the afternoon. And that's why the movie theaters invented, you know, you go into those theaters, they're full of rejected salespeople. But folks, if you look at all the ways you can spend your money, you look at, uh, you could invest your money in bonds. Historically, bonds produce about 5% per year. And that's less than the rate of inflation. So you're actually losing spending power, when you put your money in bonds. Real estate, according to the National Association of Realtors, I've worked with a lot of real estate agents. I've had two cover stories in real estate today, which is the number one magazine for real estate agents. And in according to the National Association of Realtors, real estate returns about 6% per year. Some years, it's up 10%, 12%. Other years, it's down, but overall, on average, it's about 6% per year. It's a little bit better than bonds. The stock market, on average, returns about 8 to 10% per year. Last year, the stock market was down about 21%, so that was a very bad year for the stock market. This year, we're up a little bit. However, now let's compare that to investing in yourself, investing in sales training, professional coaching whatever it is buying a great sales book a lot of ways of investing in yourself in your professional skills frequently you can get a 10 to 1 return you know that's a 1000% return you compare that to 5% in bonds 6% in real estate 10 to 12% 10% or so let's say in the stock market it far it's the best investment you can ever make and so the mindset of sales superstars is they always invest in themselves. I've had many clients who've had a 10 to one return when they've hired me as their coach. You know, they spend $10,000 with me, their income goes up by $100,000. Eric is my number one student. He's a true sales superstar. He's made millions of dollars in extra income and he'll make another million this year from the skills that he's acquired and developed and that he shares with you, with all of you guys. So always remember this, folks, that the best investment you can ever make is an investment in yourself and your selling power and your sales skills. Eric? Great
0: ideas, Dr. Moyne, and I want to I want to be vulnerable and say something to all of you (laughs) listeners that doesn't exactly make me look great, but I'm willing to do it to teach you something maybe that will help you. And so I'm the guy that doesn't wear my seatbelt when I'm driving. And that's not the kind of thing that, that you want to admit. So then I go, well, why why am I not wearing a seatbelt? And I've gotten tickets over it before. And um, you know you gotta pay you know, 500 bucks or something because you're not wearing your seatbelt. It's like, well, why is that? And then it's like, well, I don't wanna be told what to do. And that's the mindset as to why I'm not doing it. So the other day I'm like, you know what? Enough of this. I need to wear my seatbelt. So I had this little pep talk with myself, and I said, I'm letting go of the mindset of this freedom thing. And I said, it's nothing to do with freedom, it's just the right decision. So I wear my seatbelt now. And so I literally just made a decision. I now wear my seatbelt. And today, when I went driving, I wore my seatbelt. And so I, I want you all to know that. You don't have to live into this idea of, well, this is just the way that I am. You know, some people say, well, I'm just late all the time. It's just the way that I am, or I'm not good with technology. It's just the way I am. I'm not good at asking for the order. And it goes on and on and on. And instead of thinking of it like that, think of it like this. What is the mindset that's going to get me the results that I want? If you're single and you're walking around planet Earth saying all the good men are taken <laughs> or all the good women are taken, mm-hmm. is that mindset going to help you attract in Mr. or Mrs. Right? Mm-hmm. See, that wasn't my mindset when I was looking for my wife after I got divorced and I wanted to find my wife. My mindset was I only need one. Right. There's one out there. <laughs> and so, And of course, then I went and found my wife and I'm, I'm happily married. And so. Um, instead of thinking about what is your mindset, think about what could my mindset be? So if my mindset is I don't wear my seatbelt, I just change it. I just change it. This is who I am. I now wear my seatbelt. I consistently prospect 25 or more Monday through Friday. And I just declare it. And I want all of you to know you could just make a decision like that and you could shift it. And with that, Dr. Wayne, I'll turn
1: it back over to you. That's a great example, Eric. You know, the way I like to look at that, what Eric was just talking about. And I do this with my coaching clients sometimes is when they when I hear them make these statements about that's just the way I am. You know, that was that's the way I was born. That's the way I was raised. That's the values that were put in my head. I say, you know, that's the old you, John. That's the old you, Mary. That's the old you. Let's talk about the new John. Let's talk about the new Mary. What powers would you like the new John to have? How would you like him to live in the world? How would you like the new John to experience the world? And, you know, folks, you can rewrite those. We have life scripts. We, Eric, and I frequently talk about uh, scripts in sales, you know, verbal scripts, but there are life scripts that can control your life. And you know one of them is, you know, if you have the belief or the mental script, the life script that all good women are taken, it's going to really restrict you and limit your ability to be open to meeting new people and to bonding with them because you're going to think there's something wrong with that person. I I had a um, a lady who was a client of mine uh, this is like 15 16 years ago. And she, she had a variation of that that cracked me up. She said, you know, Dr. Moore, because she was single, she was not happy about that. She said, all the good men are taken or they're in prison. I said, what? But, so you know, that was that was actually from where, you know, that was her belief temporarily. And then I realized later she was pulling my leg on that. <laughs> but, folks, I want to share one one more with you and turn it over to Eric to share uh, uh, another mindset of sales superstars and we have several more to share we might actually eric and i were Mm -hmm. speaking before the show and we might actually this is such an important topic because sales is so psychological that we might actually do another show sometime later in the year on the same topic what i want to share with you folks is that sales superstars are always working on their sales presentations They're always making their sales presentations better. Their mindset is that of all the things I do during the day, there's nothing that's more important than the time I spend perfecting my sales presentation, working in on the opening, working in on the close, working in on the presentation itself, working on trust building. So if you work eight hours a day uh, in, in your sales job, You may only spend 30 minutes working on your sales presentation, going through it. What's the weakness? Where where do I not feel totally self-confident work on strengthening that work with your coach on strengthening that get rid of all self doubt. Yeah. I want you to feel bulletproof and 10 feet tall. And that 30 minutes you spend on your sales presentation is probably going to be the most valuable 30 minutes of your day. It's going to do the most to increase your sales, increase your income, increase your self-confidence of anything you do that day. I want to share with you. you know, I love stories. I love uh, metaphors, word pictures. Uh, they can convey so much. They can teach powerful lessons. And no one ever remembers a lecture, but people do remember stories. And this is a story about two lumberjacks. They were uh, given axes that you know that were identical. And by the way, these two lumberjacks were both about the same height, about the same weight. You know, they're both strong guys, and they they were each given this these gigantic logs that they had to chop in half with this axe. And it was timed. They wanted to see who can cut through the giant log first. So they start hacking away, and the wood chips are flying, and uh then after 20 minutes or so one of the lumberjacks disappears for about three minutes and the other guy looks around and he's thinking man i've got i've got this thing uh i've got this thing one the other guy he had to go to the bathroom he his arms were tired he had to take a break so he keeps hacking away and the chips are flying and that and after about three minutes the the other lumberjack returns and he starts whacking away at that gigantic log, and the chips are flying everywhere. And before you know it, he has cut through his log. And the guy that took the three-minute break has won the competition. He gets the medal. And the other lumberjack couldn't believe it. He looks over at the sky, and he goes, how is that possible? You took a three-minute break, and you you won the competition. Where did you go? And the guy said, I went over there behind that tree to sharpen my axe. So when he came back, folks, he had a very sharp axe and those chips were flying. He won the competition. When you are working on your sales presentation, you are sharpening your axe. The other guy, your competition, the other woman, your competition, they're chit chatting with someone in the office they're looking at something on their phone and there you are working on your presentation sharpening your axe getting more and more powerful you're getting further ahead of them you have a more beautiful powerful sexy persuasive presentation and you're going to get that next prospect and they're not so eric i want to uh turn it over to you to share any final insights you have for our friends on the call today
0: Fantastic. Well, I, I loved um, you really spotlighting the idea of investing in yourself, because mm-hmm. if you really think about it, every dollar that comes into, my, into our lives, it goes somewhere, mm-hmm. right? You spend it on rent or your mortgage, your car payment insurance, you you know go out to dinner, you invest it, you put it in savings, every dollar goes somewhere. Mm-hmm. And the thing about investing in yourself, it can give you a a massive return. So that money that you're investing is growing even more and then you can take that money and invest some and reinvest and make yourself better. So, you know, I've lived that and I I think I added it up. I've invested somewhere around $300,000 in uh, education through coaching programs and seminars and so forth. And uh, never regretted one penny of, uh, of that investment because I've gotten great ROI, but I have all the skills for the rest of my life. And um, I want to share one final story. It's one of my favorite stories to tell about one of my clients. Her name is Janelle. And she probably still is, but this is many years ago. She was in network marketing, and she came up to me at one of my seminars. This is back when we used to do in-person seminars. Nowadays, so much of it's on Zoom. And uh, but everything we used to do was in person. And so she came up to one of the seminars at the break and she wanted to talk with me. And I said, yeah, happy to talk to you. And she declared, I am stuck in the Ruby rut. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know what that meant. So I asked her, you know, what, what's the Ruby rut? She goes, well, Ruby is a promotional level at our network marketing company. So I've been at the Ruby level, And I'm stuck. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, how long have you been stuck in the Ruby rut? And she said, 12 years. (laughs) And I was like, wow, that's a long time. So I said to her, this is just an intuitive conversation. I wasn't like following a coaching pattern. I was just talking to her. And I said, what's the payoff that you get by living in the story you're stuck in the Ruby rut? And she said, well, what do you mean? I said, well, you must be getting a benefit out of it because you've been there for 12 years and she thought, and she said, well, I get to fly under the radar because not much is expected of me because I'm a Ruby. So for example, she's at the annual convention and somebody asked her, you know, how many of your team members are here? And she goes, well, I have two. Oh, well, why don't you have, you know, 50 or hundred or a thousand? oh, well, don't you know I'm a Ruby? And so she had this built-in alibi, is at least that's the way she described it to me. And I asked her, I said, are you willing to let go of the payoff? Are you willing to let go of that benefit that you're stuck in the Ruby rut? And she said that she was. And four months later, she went, after being at Ruby for 12 years, she went Ruby, then she advanced to Emerald, then she advanced to Diamond, more than double their income, started winning the trips and getting the recognition and it all came down to a shift in her mindset. I didn't teach her anything about recruiting, nothing about lead gen. And I think what it was is her skill set in those areas. It's like her belief system was here, in her her skill set was way above the belief system. And then when when I helped her let go of that mindset, her belief system caught up with her skill set and her her results exploded. And so it's interesting to think about, you know, how for all of you listening right now, you're watching. How do you describe yourself? Mm-hmm. You know, one time, Dr. Moyne, you said something to me really powerful in a coaching session, and you were pointing out um, what a great prospector I was. Mm-hmm. And when you said it to me, I was like, huh, I, I never. I never thought of myself as that I just was doing what I was doing and I wasn't like dismissing my skills. I just, I didn't think it was anything special, but when you said it, I was like, Oh, I need to take a look at that. And then I shifted and I started viewing myself as an elite prospector, acknowledging where my skill level is at. And so some of you watching this right now, maybe you've been doing what you've been doing for 15 years, but you're living in an old outdated story. That's you're now the expert, but you're not seeing yourself as that yet, but you actually are the expert. You are elite. You are one of the best in your field. You have so much to offer. And maybe today out of being on, on listening to the show today, you'll have a, you'll, you'll kind of sit with the idea of, was that true for me? Am I, am I an expert? Am I better than maybe what I realize? Is that the truth? Not like inflating my ego or something, but just like, oh, wow, I actually am that. And then all of a sudden you shift in something powerful emerges out of you uh, listening today. So with that, Dr. Moyne, I'll turn it over to you if you have any, any last thoughts
1: you'd like to share. That was a great share, Eric. You know, folks, we never in life, we never get anything more than we think we deserve. And so I want you all right now to Take a moment, take a deep breath, take a deep, healthy breath, breathe in the clean air, breathe out the stress. And I want you to put your hand on your heart and I want you to tell yourself this with great feeling. I want you to anchor this in. I deserve success. I say it out loud, I deserve success. And then say this, I deserve more. And I want you to do this several more times throughout the week. When you wake up in the morning, when you start your workday, put your hand on your heart and tell yourself this because it's true. I deserve success. I deserve more because if you don't have that as one of your core mindsets, as, as one of your core beliefs, you're not going to do what's required to attain that higher level of success. You may know 101 sales techniques. You may have read a bunch of books. You may have attended all kinds of trainings, but you won't use your knowledge until you feel like you deserve more. And the truth is, you do. Have you ever wondered? Have you ever looked around you? Let's say you're going to a sales convention uh, for your company and you look at the people who get to go up on stage get the awards get the trophies get the medals get the bonuses get the trip to tahiti whatever the the big thing is your company gives out the the car and have you ever wondered why not me have you ever said that to yourself why not me folks i want to tell you the truth there is no reason why not you there is no reason in the world, why not you? You can make it. You can make this year your best year, but you have to have these right mindsets. And one of them, which is very simple, but incredibly powerful, is to start your day by saying I deserve more. I deserve more. Folks, we really appreciate each and every one of you here we have i'm just reading some of your comments you guys are great note takers remember the people who take the most notes are the ones who learn the most one person introduced himself here his name is hila he says as in hallelujah Hala. so Mm -hmm. i want to i want to give a special shout out to him i love that name i love unique names Uh, have a fantastic week we're looking forward to seeing you on the influence show next monday four o'clock Pacific Standard seven o'clock eastern Eric any final words well
0: I just want to thank all of you for joining us today it was great to be with you one mindset can shift your sales can shift your life just know that and uh thank you all for joining us we will look forward to next time we connect talk to you guys later bye-bye bye
1: everybody